welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey, thanks for stopping in, folks. Today, concluding mental health week, um, I feel like this fits in. Got my buddy Jeremiah Hensley on the podcast. Uh, he and I met through uh, covering sports for flteams.com. Uh, we <coughs> had never spoken the first time we uh, went to record a podcast. Uh, and this was uh, called Behind Enemy Lines. It was a, you know, Jeremiah's a Dolphins fan when they were going to play the Saints. Um, so I was, uh, to be honest, I was I was not sure how this was going to go um, because you never know how chemistry is going to be. And you're kind of on opposite sides of the <laughs> of the fight there. Um, but yeah, it was great. Um, Jeremiah and I uh, have spent many hours on air together for FL Teams, and we spent many hours off air before and after the broadcast chatting as well. So uh, was a I felt a natural fit because this episode is kind of focused on um, dating uh, in your later stages and even more focused kind of dating for divorced single dads. Um, maybe it's a, 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 a small, I, I, I don't think it's a small population of guys who are in that boat, to be quite honest. Um, and again, I think there's some commonality just between guys dating period, but, uh, guys who have been married, had kids or a, a kid or two, uh, or however many, and then divorced, you know, it, it can be difficult to trust again. It can be difficult to date technology has been thrown in there. Anyways, I talk about all of that kind of stuff with Jeremiah. Uh, I won't keep you long on the front end. I'll give you a little inside info on the next episode coming on Monday. That one is very cool and actually a cool companion episode, frankly, with this one. Um, real quick, though, before we get to the great Jeremiah Hensley, I got to tell you about Ibotta. Ibotta is a cashback shopping app that makes every purchase rewarding. When shoppers start with Ibotta, they can earn cash back on hundreds of brands and retailers, both in-store and online. Earn cash back when you shop for things you already are shopping for, probably. Download the app. Use the link in the show notes below so they know I sent you. You download the app, you register, and you start saving money, just earning money back, I should say, for purchases you're already going to make. Download Ibotta. Also, guys, if you want a date, probably important to the lady that you have, you know, decent skin. And hey, this podcast just so happens to be sponsored by my friends at Geology. This is an award-winning men's skincare company that will formulate a customized skincare skincare routine just for you using a handful of powerful, proven ingredients that have been trusted by dermatologists for decades. Uh, no matter what your problems, you need to look no further. You go to Geology, you take a 30-second diagnostic quiz, and their team of dermatologists will design and ship a regimen directly to your door. It's that simple. I got started with the 
uh, 30-day trial. You can get bigger volumes of that, of course, but their everyday face wash, their vital morning face cream, repairing night cream, and nourishing eye cream. Head to Geology. Use the link below so that you get the Jeff McAlino podcast discount. Help me help you uh, help your skin. All right, folks. See you on the back end. Enjoy. All right, everybody. I am now super pleased to welcome Jeremiah Hensley to the Jeff McAlino podcast. I'm used to saying to uh, FL teams. <laughs> Jeremiah, how are you, man? Man, it's awesome to be on this side of it, Jeff. So I, I was always wondering when I was going to get the call up, right? You know, when am I going to get the call up to the bigs? When am I get to go to the Jeff McAlino pod? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, this is like FL teams after dark. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's I've always kept meaning to ask you, and then it's like, oh, I went to ask him after the show today, and I forgot. Damn it! Yeah. Um, but Jeremiah and I met uh, virtually. Uh, I think the first time when we were doing behind enemy lines, uh, for FL teams and and folks, uh, you probably hear heard me mention FL teams before in the podcast. You know, if you're a fan of me, you can go there. And if you're a fan of any Florida sports whatsoever, go there, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, but uh, the the best part of that is I'm like, all right, well, I I, I, I was nervous going in because I'm like, I don't really I've listened to one of his podcasts, but I don't know this guy. Um, but I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, I like him. He's really a natural at this shit. So. <laughs> The um... yeah, it just it just kind of hit. Look, even with your COVID-ridden Saints, you had like two healthy players in the fourth string quarterback. <laughs> that was the worst. That was the worst. <laughs> the uh, uh, so so what we were talking about before we started recording, uh, the, the, it came FL teams came to mind when you were talking about that because uh, or to my mind because you were talking about how you know Ron and Ron or Ron Bennington can just make millions from just sitting around talking. I, I've come to realize with FL teams with this with you know I do comedy sketch show that has a YouTube channel and uh, you know I don't always think that they're sketches are funny i'm just showing up to get acting experience but regardless i'll, I'll say it, everything every type of content no matter how great or horrible it is has an audience in this world every kind of content you can think of the successful people are the people who find the audience and deliver the content to that target audience and that's the that's the mystery in in all of this i think it's funny you mentioned that because somewhere this week I was hearing people talk about James Corden and how James Corden just keeps moving to a new audience. <laughs> like everybody in Britain hated his comedy and now he's slowly running through every niche in America. They're like, no, no, no. But they, you know what? God bless the guy. He keeps trying. <laughs> yeah. And he's making money, you know, <laughs> he's getting paid. I mean, shit, you know, I, I think I said, I forget what, uh, I think it was when I was doing lightning reaction videos and I was just getting hit by Rangers fans and, and avalanche fans after the lightning losses call me all kinds of names. And I'm just like, you know, if I can make a living with people throwing stupid insults at me, I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't care if people hate me. <laughs> hey, making a living as a troll. I mean, you know, it's a living. <laughs> there's, there's some, 
you know, there's there's some fun parts to being a troll too. I I love to be. I got this from Sean Payton. I love to be super petty about things like just just little things. I've I peppered into podcasts. Um, I'll pepper it in tonight's podcast to someone who in the off chance she's listening, she'll be like, oh, come on, that was unnecessary, but no one else is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're going to say being a troll can be successful. Isn't that Logan Paul's entire career? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> Does it better than most, but shit. Only- yeah, and and you know what? Now, I, I can't remember the difference between Logan and Jake. I know they're brothers, but I do. I, one of them, at least, I'm like, you know... I'm supposed to hate him and I did, but now I'm kind of coming around like I, he's just, he's, he found a niche and he's, it, <laughs> it comes around. Look, how can you not start to like a guy who walks to whatever match he's in with a Pokemon card? <laughs> yeah, It's kind of just like, I'm, I'm, I'm poking fun at this and I know you're going to get mad at it but I'm going to do it anyways because I'm getting rich. Lean into I, it, man. Yeah, Lean into I love it. it. What, yeah. Whatever works. <laughs> no doubt. The, the, uh, the, that's, I, I, I would, one thing I don't think I could do, I don't think I could be a complete asshole like hosting a show. Like, I, I, that's one critique I get a lot of times with my guests. They're like, oh, come on. You don't agree with that. I'm like, yeah, but. I'm not going to have someone come on my show and me start yelling at them because I disagree with something they say. It's not really my, pl- I mean, it's my show, but it's not my place. I'm not a, I'm not a rude host. That's not my personality. I think it's a lot more fun to have those people talk. Like what I couldn't do, I couldn't do like what Eric Andre does. Mm. Eric Andre, like I like some uncomfortable stuff, but I couldn't be the dude who's like in the middle of the uncomfortable. Like I, that's no, I like to, uh, I used to be embarrassed to admit that I love watching Impractical Jokers, although I'm not sure I'm going to with Joe Gatto leaving the cast because mm. um, he was by far my favorite. But I, I I, always, I used to be embarrassed to admit I liked it until I found out everyone kind of likes it and also felt the same way because it's, it's, but I always wonder like, could I do any of this? I, I don't, maybe if I'm drunk, but that probably wouldn't go well on television. <laughs> right. Might cross some lines there. Uh, but it's like, I, I have a hard enough time just talking to a stranger, like genuine conversation in, you know, let alone like playing a, a weird bit or a weird character. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, Jeff, because I think that transitions perfectly into what we're going to talk about, right? Like, where does it come that I have a hard enough time approaching and talking to a stranger, right? Um, man, we're in a weird world with this shit. Yeah, it's uh, one thing we we have in common. Uh, I have two and you have one, but we're both single dads or, you know, at least part-time single dads, right? So, um, and uh, I'm not sure uh, age-wise and all that with you. I was 20... I should know this better. It's 27 when I, me and my ex-wife separated. Uh, and we had started dating when I was 22, I want to say. Had two kids, got married in between the two kids. Um, both of us graduated college, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, I had a back surgery in there, so that was just a fun, fun, fun little thing. I, I like to say I lived my late 30s, early 40s in my early 20s. I got the kids, the marriage, the job, the promotions, the back surgery, just for good back measure, surgery. and the divorce. Uh, <laughs> That's a boy. Um, but That's I over so, 40s bingo right there. Yeah, right. I mean. <laughs> I, I I quit drinking and then I started binge drinking every night. And <laughs> um, but one thing that for my timeline that matched up was when I started, when I got in my relationship, online dating was for freaks and, you know, ogres and, and gross people who couldn't meet people in person uh, because they were too afraid to go out and talk and all that. And I came out of it at the time where it started to almost become weird to try to pick up strangers in public places or not i pick up maybe isn't the best word but where it's like you don't have a tinder account i'm like no why would i it's like because dude don't you expect to ever get a date i'm like not from a not from a phone app no <laughs> yeah dude i went through this period when i was married um, you know it was later in life for me it was like around i got 37 married right and 44 now and separated, uh, you know, for a couple of years, divorced for now too. So, but the overall span of this thing was like 10 years, right? So I, I was living vicariously through my friends who got like the fun part of Tinder, meaning like when Tinder first came out, like yeah, that was just fun. straight hookup. Like I was watching my single friends like swipe right on a girl in the bar and then be like, yo, I'm out and just leave. Like it was understood. And by the time I came out, Tinder became kind of the same thing but everybody was pretending it wasn't the same thing so they were like oh no i'm here for a relationship but not really but it was i missed that that sweet spot of tinder and i came out on the other end where it became respectable dating like i just yeah. my timing sucked <laughs> yeah yeah no yours yours was actually a little worse than mine i think put branching the timelines together i think you came out of probably a worse spot than me but i will say i i uh you know probably shouldn't say this loudly but you know i i've had my fair share of one night things and uh zero from dating apps in my entire life never really I I've gone on two dates from dating apps in my life uh, because when I, my problem is this too, I match with someone. I'm a very uh, sarcastic person mm -hmm. and uh, I like to think, you know, I, I dabble in comedy. Right. So I'm, I like to think I'm funny, but if you don't meet me first to get my personality and then you start getting these kind of weird, they get taken as very uh, mean and it's like, oh, no, I didn't mean that mean. Like, I meant like that. I meant it as a joke. So, so I, I just I gave up on dating apps completely. Uh, the, the context of text. Right. I mean, you yeah. just can't like and there's always that weird like first two or three texts that you go through where you're trying to fill this out. Like, what's this going to be? But I'll tell you where it became successful for me in different jobs that I've had. I've traveled a lot right so I, I may be traveling for three days here or traveling for four days there traveling for three days here those have been incredibly successful pit stops right say. right much more they, successful that's what they are right exactly well what was kind of cool is you could actually just kind of put that out there it's just like hey only here for a few days and then you can both understand what it was without knowing what it was you know um <laughs> 
<laughs> so so those were good. But my dude, here's my issue with all of it, Jeff, is I'm the same way as like one, I've become incredibly in touch with who I am as a person, okay? I'm not a guy that any girl above like a seven immediately swipes right on. I'm just not. Right. I'm not right. photogenic. I don't take those pictures. I don't have abs. I don't have fish. Um, I don't, <laughs> I, like, I don't, it doesn't work for me. So, you know, I've got to play a numbers game on this thing. So I've always been incredible. I've always been way more successful um, in person. But then I also feel like my window changed on that because like in that same period of time, I'm, and look, I'm not, I'm happy for the Me Too movement and everything that came from that and a lot of shit needed to be exposed and I get it. But for a guy like me, I grew up in the South, man. I grew up in North Carolina. I was a Southern gentleman as it is. Like now, if I see a girl out in public and I have like a decent interaction with her, there's like the creep alarm in my head that I'm like, if I say something more, am I the guy? Like, I don't want to, like, I, I overthink myself out of it where I just walk away. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, again, I, I agree with your sentiments on the Me Too movement. I think the, the downside for me and, and uh, again, probably thousands of men is for nice guys who do not want to overstep their boundaries it just again that that i think you said the creep along that's that's constantly like all right well i don't i don't want to say anything that gets me on a list i <laughs> I'm certainly not going to physically do anything that gets me on a list. Um, if I buy you a drink, do I have to knock on my neighbor's door tomorrow and report myself? Well, it became it. it, it I get in my own head enough as it is, and uh, I've I've had girls who became friends who later were like, "Why didn't you ever hit on me?" I'm like, I do just couldn't. <laughs> or one girl even said like you know i i didn't uh, the date didn't go well because you didn't make a move and i'm like well i don't want to be presumptuous with all of what's going on in the world i'm not gonna like it's almost like i gotta sit back but girls want guys who make the first move i mean <laughs> it's I, a weird thing <laughs> jeff i i'm clueless when it comes to signs from like my ex-wife like when I look back at like the couple of months before we like started dating there, like she, there wasn't even like tiny signs. There were like sirens going off like, Hey you. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and literally like she has to make the first move when I'm like, Oh, I never even knew it was an option. Like I'm that dude that like, I'm so naive in that where they're like, why didn't you make a move? I'm like, didn't know I could. My bad. <laughs> yeah. That's the, you know that's my this is the most embarrassing part of my personality is uh the and this started because in my early 20s i was dating a, a few girls a couple at the same time but nothing not not cheating it was just a um just a thing and i would go on dates and i would be sober and the things just didn't it was like hanging out with a friend uh I one night after one of those dates, I got a text from the girl. I was home drinking for a few hours beforehand. And over text message, I just made things happen. Next time I drove there, I'm like, someone else is going to drive me home. I, and things went great. And it's like, 
I so to an extent, I think that still haunts me to this very day. Is that it's like I'm good when I'm a little lubricated because I I I this is a weird personal quirk. When someone touches me, and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. when I go to Massage Envy to get a deep tissue massage, uh, and they I know they're gonna touch me. They touch me, I jump like a, like I jump <laughs> off the table. It's just a, if I'm if I'm drunk, I don't do that. When someone touches me, I'll usually reciprocate, no matter who it is. Right, right. <laughs> um, oh. When I'm sober, somebody brushes my arm, and I I you know pull back like I you know weirdly um i'm i probably should get tested for some autism and i i yeah i don't mean that necessarily as a joke but what when you say like i'm pretty sure my first engagement yeah in my early 20s that was fully fueled by mushrooms ecstasy and alcohol like there's no (laughs) chance like every time like we were living together and it was still fueled through mushrooms alcohol (laughs) like sober we would just stare at each other like we didn't know how to come like it didn't know (laughs) it's a it's a weird thing and then i'm the only guy well no i'm not i guarantee you you've probably had this happen but i'm i'm the only guy that i know in my like personal friend group who uh multiple multiple times i have done things on the first night i met a girl of varying degrees all all of the bases we'll say um not not with all of them just a, you know a single here double here a home run here <laughs> and then gone on a date with them a couple times the very next night Ooh. and sober and whew, that was the last time and it's like yeah. whoo i am <laughs> well look i'm just gonna say my hat's off to you because personally i think it's a ballsy move the date the next day like I need a couple of days to recoup and and run this through my head normally, man. Like I'm not I'm not ready for an AB the next day. Like I think back to the cages. <laughs> I'm not ready. I, uh, <laughs> I see. You know what? Here's the thing that I I've come to realize is that as much as I have said millions of times, I'm never going to meet a woman. Never going to. Uh, yeah. I, even if I do, I I don't know if I'd get married. That's a separate conversation. But I, I, I think I am a romantic at heart where it's like, I do want to find someone who actually just is my, you know, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Uh, so I don't have to look again, not not just so I don't have to look again, but for the companionship aspect of it. I love the idea of it. So I'm, if the woman seems eager to, you know, actually do something that beyond just physical and drunk fun. I'm very happy to do it as quickly as possible. Um, but again, never worked. Never worked. <laughs> never. All right. So I need a refill briefly. I didn't think I'd get to that point. But I, I, need to do uh, that I actually quickly. am pretty close. I have some sitting next to me, but uh, let's let's take a quick break. Uh, let's quick take one a quick on this because I have a great, yeah, yeah, I got you. Hang on one sec. <laughs> hey, folks, this podcast is Sponsored by Flaviar. Drinking spirits is expensive. Instead of dropping bank on a bottle you're not sure you'll absolutely love, you can expand your palate with Flaviar's ever-growing collection of spirits. This members club curates an extensive collection that's complete with everything from the big brand classics to offerings from smaller craft distillers. 
with personalized recommendations based on your current likes and dislikes and one complimentary tasting box every quarter. Their selection eclipses what you'll find at local liquor stores and bars, totaling thousands, all of which are documented in the Flaviar app along with visualized tasting notes. Members also get a special pricing and shipping is free on everything. So when you stumble on a bottle, you need more of it. It'll arrive right at your door. Sign up for Flaviar using the link below so they know the Jeff McAlino podcast sent you. And we're back. Here we are. <laughs> Small break there. Cheers, my friend. Look, halfway through, it's time to up these drinks again. So, Oh, yeah. So I have a question for you, man, because we've talked about kind of the dating thing, but um, both of us went through a similar situation when we talked about um, divorce and kids right? Um, how soon, you know, for you after the divorce and going through that, were you like at that point where you're like, yeah, I love what you were saying about that companionship, that person, but like, at what point were you like, yeah, I I'm good enough. I feel good enough to go do that now. Was it quick? Was it, um, without airing too much dirty laundry, we'll say she moved on quick enough that I moved on probably quicker than I would have otherwise. Okay. Um, we we basically separated on January first. Mm. That's a yeah. That's happy a, new year. Happy new year. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been handled differently, but that's not my call. Uh, anyways, no 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 hard uh, no hard feelings there. It was uh, ultimately mm -hmm. something that needed to be done. Um, but it was the only reason I remember how long it was is because uh, it was a tale. <laughs> tail end of a usf game uh i i it was so it was september after that january and i had what i referred to as the perfect weekend where friday met a girl uh saturday met another girl and i was like well but in fairness i i still wanted because of the kids i still wanted to try to figure things out uh, so it was another three and a half months before I started really doing it again. But it, that was the first like, all right, well, it's not as hard to meet people maybe as I thought. Well, it, you know, it's easier to meet people to have sex with than to, to actually have a relationship with, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, no, fuck that whole thing, right? Um, no, but it's funny, you know, when people ask me if I'd rather go to an NFL game or a college game. One of the reasons that I always say college game is much <laughs> like that perfect weekend that you talk. That doesn't happen in NFL games much. I mean, you can have a nice tailgate with some nice brats. Uh, college campus on a Saturday when you tailgate at 8 a.m. for an 8 p.m. kickoff. I mean, pretty much it, all bets are off. <laughs> well, I, I, I said that Saturday. I'm like, the second I'm out in the sun all day sweating, the second that after the game some somebody uh, says to me, Ooh, what kind of cologne are you wearing? It smells nice. I'm like, that is pure body odor. And if you're attracted to that, that means scientifically we're going. <laughs> we're compatible. That's science. <laughs> Look, my, my buddy used to have um, two sets of season tickets for Penn State, right? Um, and he had like a student section pair and then he had like a club level pair. The club level was for clients. Um, and he convinced his wife at the time that they should get a really nice RV so they could go camping. Um, we just took the RV to state college every weekend. And I, dude, I, I was like, 
I was like an FBI level surveillance technician for the first <laughs> half of the tailgate. Cause I was going to find one thing that was going to get me to seat in the club level. I'm like, yo, I ain't sitting in the student section. He's like, what? I'm like, you don't think I saw that over there? Like, Shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the club. Um, you do what you got to do. So yeah. dude, it's funny. Like I held on too long. Right. Um, and again, without getting in details, like I napalmed mine, man, scorched earth. Like I just did some stuff that shouldn't have been done is what it is. Um, it seems from what I've known in you and this, that you have a very amicable and a great co-parenting thing, which I think is pretty fantastic. Right. I mean, I got lucky with that. Um, my, my ex and I become really good friends at this point where it's like, we were, we were meant to do this part, not the other part. Um, but I held on, right. Cause the kids, right. so you're like, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And then later it's like coming out of that ether is really weird where you're like, wait, why am I fighting for something that made me miserable? <laughs> right. Right. Um, if I hadn't so, have been so depressed over all this time, I would realize how happy I am. <laughs> right. Or you're like, you're like, wait a second. And now it's so funny. Like, uh, you know, and, and she'll never watch this. And if she does, she'll laugh. Cause I told her um we'll still hang out with like joint family things and stuff and it's something it was like last year her brother is like you know i think you two and i'm like no 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 no, don't even don't speak it and she's the same way we want no part of each other in any way other than being parents but but it's funny because you carry that shit and it becomes different right we're not as free to date as we used to be everybody's time is precious you you've got kids to consider and quite honestly again at 44 that becomes my issue on both sides. It's going to be very rare. If I find a girl at 40 in my age range, give or take even six years here. Okay. So if I go back to 38 to 44 and she's never been married and doesn't have kids, chances are there's a lot of crazy in there. And I apologize if that's you, I'm not judging you in advance. You could be a unicorn, but there's a lot of crazy in there. Something right. Seems likely. Likely. Um, so you either deal with that or you've got to manage the, the visitation stuff of who has what kid when, and like, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a different world coming into dating as a parent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough world, man. I had a funny going, going to uh, stories. I, well, this one's not even a bad story. I was 32, and I think this was my last Tinder date I went on, a 28-year-old. And uh, she actually got my humor. We were vibing, you know. Um, we we went to go out, and I'm like, she's like, I, I'll, um, she's like, can I pick you up? Which I'm like, sure. I, I, I'm already drunk, so sure, you can pick me up. <laughs> So she she comes into the house. She sees obviously I have children, and we had not discussed that because it just didn't come up. You know, it's not like one of those things. You know, before I quit Tinder, I did add to my dating profile, but just right right then and there, like she she had been texting me things that it was like very obvious things were going to go down that night. Like I don't know if we were even going to go out. I think she might have been picking me up to stay in frankly um uh she took me out to a bar for two hours she ba- barely spoke 
It was <laughs> just kept feeding you shots. No, no she, she, she just kind of <laughs> stared at me and I just tried to make conversation. I think I started talking about football <laughs> because I'm like, she's not talking. So I might as well just go into a long story about football. Um, and I'm like, I just don't want to be out in public and have this awkward situation of her just glaring at me. And uh, I'm like, do you want to do you want to head out? She's like, yeah, I can drive you home. I'm like, oh, I meant you leave. I was going to just Uber home and get <laughs> I drunk. Gonna, I was going to hang out, right? Uh, whatever. That's fine. I'll let you drive me home. Save me a few bucks on Uber. <laughs> um, and she texts me and she's like, I apologize. I'm just not trying to. And I'm like, look, I get it. I get it. But I'm like, you better find someone soon because, you know, at a certain age, it's like expecting to find someone who doesn't have a history is a little bit like, I don't know. I look back at my younger years now and there's one particular moment that will always be um, another level of jackassery that I didn't realize was a level of jackassery. I happened to be seeing this girl and I was in my twenties and she's, I was like late twenties. She was a couple years younger than me and she had a kid. And I knew that we were fully aware of that. Um, And we made plans on a Saturday to go do something. So in the morning, I'm playing golf with my buddies. We play 18 holes, which means about 12-pack of beer. And then as we make the turn, they're like, we can play nine more. And I'm like, we can play nine more. And I just, I rolled into like my no kid, late 20s thing. And then like drunkenly called this girl with like, oh, yeah, we're going to leave it a little. And she completely exploded on me. And at the time, I'm like, how unreasonable but the exploding was, I made plans. I got a sitter. I had this done. Like, I had that done. And, like, at the time, it was oblivious to me, right? And then as I get kids and you meet other people with kids, I realized, like, what a, in, a, like a horribly inconsiderate jackass I was that day. Because <laughs> I'm like, we have plans. She arranges her whole world with childcare, And I'm like, we played nine more holes. And I'm like, gee, and I was surprised that, you know, we split up a couple of days later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I went down swinging, Jeff. I went down swinging. <laughs> no, I, I, it's a, it's a weird dynamic. Cause I'm also very much like things have to be going real well and be real solid before anyone gets brought near my kid. You know, it's like, I I've, I've let, of my best friends, I think two or three of them have even seen my children. Well, seen them, I guess, in pictures, but in yeah. person, two or three of them, I think, have even seen my children. Um, and that's nothing against them as people. It's just usually when we're hanging out, we're having a fun time. And, you know, I I have my kids. I'm not out partying. Uh, you know, even, even when they get older, I'm not going to be like, Oh, they're old enough to stay home and and be by themselves. No, they're I want to spend time with them before they, you know. And my daughter already doesn't want to spend time with me. Right. She's twelve. She it's like I have to beg her to be like, can you at least like come watch a movie or something? <laughs> she 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 wants to she wants to get into acting, and she's you know I'll be like, oh, look, here's a here's a a preliminary version of a movie poster, and I'm on it. She's like, okay. <laughs> i'm like all right well thanks <laughs> yo I, jeff i'm in that awesome spot he's sick so i'm like superhero man like everything i do is the greatest that's that's how i am with my <laughs> son gonna die. Yeah. right he's gonna die soon 
Yeah, it's, it'll um, last a few. It'll last a few more years. Will where he'll be? Because uh, I he plays. I coach his flag football team, and mm-hmm. uh, he's nine. And you know, I'll hug him and stuff. And he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't get embarrassed or anything like that. That's but. Adorable. Soon, soon. <laughs> so, like, look, I applaud you in a huge way, though, because it was one thing, again, like, I speak of my ex, like, I have, she's a wonderful mother, right? And we're of the same mindset. So, as she's dating and I've been dating or anything else, it's under this agreement that, like, it's got to be something really serious before anybody meets our kid. And we haven't crossed that path, right? Um, but it, it's, yeah, I'm, like, very protective of that. And if there are people watching this, I, I mean, I get situations and I do. But, like, I think bringing young kids into a situation of dating and the instability that it could be, like, I've seen what that can do. It's just – it's selfish, quite honestly. I, I don't know how else to put it. I That's think- how I feel, too, because I've seen two things happen in that scenario. One is you you don't, as the adult, as the parent, you don't want to bring your child into heartbreak because whatever happened. Um right. The other thing is, I I think that some people actually, and I I would never be this person because I hate children. I love my own <laughs> kids. Yeah. I love my nieces and nephews, but I hate kids. Even though I, I coach them in sports constantly yeah. for the past six years, um, but I still don't like them. <laughs> but but so I don't think I'd ever do this. But I do think sometimes relationships that maybe shouldn't happen happen because the 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 man or the woman loves the other person's kids. Um, my kids are not cool enough that anyone that would never be the case, <laughs> but I don't want it to be. That's the other thing right. I say. I don't want it to be the case where they're like, I love your kids. I don't really like you, but I'm going to stay in this because I really like those kids. Well, and again, I think it, it starts again. Like the, the key word goes to ego, right? If you can check your ego, like my ex-wife and I at this point will laugh, bro. Like, I'll look at her dating profiles and I'll, I'll show her mine, right? We'll show what the other, we're like behind enemy lines, Jeff, how we met. I'm like, let me see what these dudes are doing because I'm not getting matches. Like, what's up? And she's looking at the women on the other side. Like, we're cool with that. She'll be like, you know, we have a set schedule and be like, hey, you know what? The schedules work out. Can we switch this day for that day? No worries, right? We yeah, just yeah, switch yeah. it out and make it work. Um. Not all people are that way and not all people are as lucky to have that, right? And, and right. I, I will always say that I'm blessed to have that in someone who understands on the, the other side. Unfortunately, yeah. some parents are put in a position where they are seriously solo and they're left to deal with it on their own. And it's a different world. I get that. Absolutely. Um, but Yeah. And I'm lucky to have that same thing. Like, you know, I booked the movie role and, you know, yeah. she's like, if we need to trade weekends, whatever. She's And she's pregnant. She's been married for a few years my ex-wife yeah. and she's like look you're gonna have the kids for a while in a couple months after that because <laughs> she's like it'll all even out if you need me to take days and you know right. so it's like it is very nice to have someone we are both very lucky to have situations that we do i mean it it took a while in fairness on my side but i don't think you know, as far as switching days and stuff i don't know that that took a while i think it took a while before we could be cordial 95 percent of the time in yeah. fairness when we were married and still loved each other we were only cordial about 60 percent of the time so 
Yo, and look, we'll get to the dating part of this, but I got to tell you, it was the, one of the happiest light bulbs in the 44 years. Like, I've learned a lot of shit since I was born until now, but the greatest revelation was after the divorce and one of those stupid arguments started and something in my head was like, hold up, you're divorced. You don't have to be here. Yeah, it's and not I'm my like, problem. I'm like, I'm like, yo, Bye. And just leave. Like, I was, I sat in my car. I was, I think I might have had a tear, dude. It might have been a like lonely tear. And I was like, holy shit, I don't ever have to have that conversation again. Yeah, yeah, that actually, I, I, I had that epiphany as well, where it was just like, not my problem anymore. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I don't have to have this conversation. Peace. Sometimes so, it's, Picking your battles, and uh, when you're talking about an ex-spouse, it's best to avoid almost all of them, if possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, all right, so so it's funny. We touched on this early on, right? So as men that are divorced and of a certain age, you've mentioned you, you swore off the dating apps. So I think it might only be good that you give the gentlemen out there in your world who have sworn off the dating apps some tips. How do you navigate this world? And as a man who still lives on the dating apps, I can at least share what wisdom I have. Uh, I nobody should take anything I have to offer as advice. <laughs> I can here, you know, you know what I'll offer? I'll offer up a story to you. A, a very re you kind of know some of the some of the notes of this story. Um, the young goat was sharing some of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I took a phone call for me. <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, I saw that in the call log. I'm like, I'm just going to hope that I picked up and hung up and that was that. Um, but uh, I guess I was in the bathroom when he called. So it just, you know, whatever happened. But no, so and and look, in fairness, uh, I, I I should preface this story by saying, because the, pers the person who's in this co-starring in this story with me knows that I, I have a podcast and, and all this stuff. So if she's listening, there's mm -hmm. I, I want to say she is not the bad guy in this story. Let's just <laughs> start it with that. Um, but a, the other factor is, you know, I don't know how much of this, you know, I quit my job last the end of August. It's been 11 months. Uh, and when this comes out, it will be almost a year, probably uh, to just pursue dreams and at that point i said i'm not gonna even try to date anyone uh the, i need to get myself in order i need to you know make sure i have enough money to, to all this stuff it's like i i'm too busy working on my thing to not only spend energy not spend money all of those things um so I just kind of said, I'm not going to do it. So uh, that's not to say I haven't had a couple of, you know, nights here or there. And then I went to Costa Rica. So there's that, but, uh, but no, it was a, a Friday night and just happened to, you know, her friend group, my, me and my buddy just kind of happened to, you know, I forget if it was playing darts or pool. I think both, I don't, I don't fully remember everything, but things went very well. We were vibing uh i was trying for maybe a little more but uh she she was uh at a certain point she said you know uh, i should go home and she said uh 
you should ask me out on a date. And I turned around after she left and immediately went on my phone and said, let's go out to dinner uh, Saturday night. Boom. I was very drunk. I don't fully remember all the details, but I woke up to a response saying, yes, I would love to. So, <laughs> and now we're the pressure's on. <laughs> well, they, to me, I'm like, ooh, I got the hard part out of the way because I did it when I was like blackout drunk, I asked her. So, <laughs> so I, I, we're t we, we text bunches of times throughout the day and i guess the night before i had told her about uh the podcast and all this stuff so she knew everything about me basically uh she said she didn't listen to the podcast i don't know if that's true um but because she said should i listen to this before the date i'd say i'd, I'd rather be able to shoot myself in the foot in person than <laughs> um and she said, she told me to pick i asked do you want to meet me there do you want me to pick you up all the you know uh without going into too much detail the date we we meet for dinner we we leave when they're closing up you know she says well let's go back to this bar by my house which is a good sign that that that's a good sign um somewhere in there just a i could see it a flip switched and uh she she you mentioned big ego um i said something like ah, i don't really i don't really have a big ego and she's like oh you don't think so and i'm like "Ooh, no i don't what and mm -hmm. uh i may have put the words in her mouth but basically she called me a narcissist <laughs> and i was just mm -hmm. like she's like you i and again part of it's like i would have normally thought because she was a smoke show i would have normally thought she was rejecting me because I'm chubby and, you know, she's above my, you know, but we wouldn't have gone from dinner to drink. Like, it's like that, that can't be it because we wouldn't have transitioned. It would have just been take me home and we're done. Um, So, so it, it, she said something like I, and again, could be sugar. This may be the modern version of it's not you, it's me. But she said, I just think I'm more interested in you than you are in me. And I'm like, that that almost can't be possible. Um, now, so I was angry. I was angry and it hurt me because a couple things is, first of all, I had sworn off dating and then I go on one and things are going great for three hours. And then all of a sudden they just turn, you know, and it's like, God damn it. Things are so good. I felt I felt so great. Like, oh, my God, I'm actually going on a good date for the first time in years and then it just tanked. And she she said, here's the thing that sucks is, so I, I consider myself a nice, giving, caring person. Uh, my insecurities are like my appearance and, and, you know, things like that. My social awkwardness sometimes. Uh, and she said, well, you're, you're an attractive, charming, and uh, you have so many redeeming qualities but she said it in a way that it kind of came at like it was an insult. <laughs> so anyways, I, I was angry. I was I was in the dumps for a few days and then I, I did come out and I'm like, you know what? She's not wrong. She asked me a shit ton of questions. Granted, she knew a lot about me. So she had very pointed questions. I knew nothing about her except for her name and what she looked like. Um, and I also... Well, you can tell from a podcasting, <laughs> you know, 
I don't usually directly say, what do you think about this? I say something and I stop and I let the other person talk. So she took it as I wasn't asking her questions because I wasn't interested. And I'm like, I kind of took a podcasting approach to dating, I feel like. And the other, oh, the other thing, the, the, and this, I didn't realize until the next day, she, she touched my thigh a few times. She touched my shoulder, my arm. And every time I fucking flinched. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Every time. Cause I was sober. Cause I was driving, right. I, you know, and, uh, I, I had a few drinks, but yeah, sangria and beer are not going to get me drunk for, I mean, <laughs> it would take a lot. Um, what am I a third grader? Yeah. So I was like, and I, and it, she may have, I don't know, it probably affected her because she's probably way less than half my, she's definitely well less than half my body weight. Mm. Um, so, so part of me though also feels terrible because at first I was like, ah, no one will ever love me. And then I'm like, that poor girl, she, she told me, she told her mom and her brother how excited she was to be going on the date with me. And, she might have actually been heartbroken at how much of an asshole I was and how uninterested I seemed to her. But that's the fucking dating thing in a nutshell to me. It's like she might be sitting at home like I touched his thigh. I asked him a million questions. He didn't ask me anything. He didn't reciprocate any physical contact. He just wasn't interested. Probably not. But (laughs) there's a possibility out there that she's devastated just because she interpreted it this way. I interpreted it this way, and it was like, "Yeah, we shouldn't see each other again." So, so has there been any, you know, peace offering? You know, I, 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 some little hey, maybe I, maybe we misunderstood each other here, or did it go blank? I mean, just blank after this. I, I, I sent her a text the following morning about a running joke we had during the date. She responded oh. with a crying face, laughing emoji. Uh, and a couple of days later, I text her again about something else. Um, and uh, she basically left it that she probably didn't want me to talk to her anymore. But she said it in a really nice. She's like, I think you're a really great guy. Uh, but no, you don't have to check on that. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, not to dive into it, but but uh, but no, it's like, all right, well, I'm not coming off. I'm again, I'm not going to be the me too guy. <laughs> All right, so so I, I am absolutely going to peanut gallery the shit out of this from over here, knowing nothing from states away. Um, she fucking, she said you were a narcissist on the first date. That's like the buzzword for 2022. That's horse shit. You can't know if anybody's a narcissist on one date. Everybody, look, if you scroll through TikTok, everybody calls everybody a narcissist. They're like, I went on a date and he told me about his family, such a narcissist. Like, no, he was just (laughs) telling you about himself. Like, Jesus, man. Um, And quite honestly, Jeff, if you were lobbing up stuff for her to smack back the other way and she was waiting for you to say, so please tell me about your, was it really going to be fun? Was it really going to be any good? I'm just saying. Yeah. it, It has to be a give and take, right? Yeah, and I, that that's that's the part that that bothers me is it it was I until it wasn't. I don't think you're a narcissist at all, and I've known <laughs> you for a little while. Okay, we have to have give and take. And this, I'm I'm more into you than you are to me. What a back ass way to like pull away from stuff. Like if you're really into me, then keep coming to me. Like it's okay. I'll you'll grow on me. <laughs> Just keep coming. 
Like, I don't get it, dude. Oh, I if if a chick told me you're more interested in me than I am into you, I'd be like, well, give me a chance. I'll sell myself. Yeah, give me a minute here. Like, <laughs> and like, I did. The only way I defended myself is I'm like, look, it's been almost a year since I've been on a date because of what I've been doing with my life. Uh, so I'll admit, I was trying to sell myself. I, I'll admit, I was trying to sell myself sure. as... Isn't that what you do on a, a date? <laughs> right. But again, I know you enough that there's a conversation there, right? There's a volley. Like, I shouldn't have to literally drag you in with, like, question marks. Like, you just just have a conversation with me. Right. Um, I... There is there is the awkwardness when it's like parts of our bodies have interacted. We, you know, maybe not a home run, but... Right. Uh, part of our, you know, it's like there's that stand up double. It was a stand up double. Sure, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, so I get, and that's kind of a layer of awkwardness to me because I'm like, I feel like we should just be. How do you move backwards? How do you move backwards? Going backwards is a problem. It really is. Like the the going backwards part is a lot harder. Like you can't rewind this. Well, um, and 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 I wonder if not for the touching part, I wonder if to that extent some of it is uh, that's she thinks that's all I wanted was just to come out and yeah. and hit the hit the home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which it, it I mean, I sure would have I mean, if you leave yeah. one hanging over the plate. Right. <laughs> you hang a curveball. That wasn't the reason I'm... that I. <laughs> If I'm sitting fastball and you throw me a fastball, I mean, shit. Um, so, dude, that's the awkwardness. Like, okay, so so I'll give you a little flip side of, like, the awkwardness of online dating, right? Oh, this God. is the worst part. It, I'm a naive man, and I should understand angles and filters. Oh, Damn it, I still miss this all the time. Don't fall for the angle from up here. Right, <laughs> right but, Jeff, but, but I'm still a nice guy, right? Can I tell you the number of people that I've been excited? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go meet them out. We're going to have some drinks, have some dinner. And you walk in and you see them. And literally the next thought in my head is like, shit, I got to sit here for an hour. Like you got to put it down. Like you can't just turn and walk out. Like I'm a nice guy. I'm going to buy dinner. I'm going to buy drinks. We're going to have conversation. I'm going to pretend to care about your cats. And it's going to end horribly for both of us. (laughs) I'm not saying I haven't. That well, never mind. I'm just saying, usually <laughs> it is bad. Oh, but so look, it was funny. I mentioned TikTok going through it. One of the things that it got me like the most hits on anything TikTok that I've ever done, and it's just an, a weird you find a niche. We talked about it earlier with Bennington, round this thing around, you find a niche, you don't know what it's going to be. So, um, there's something I was thinking about. It was like starting to date and come back out on the dating apps. And uh, I think I'd open up like Tinder. And for the first time, it was like 50% off premium, right? So premium means you can just swipe all you want. You see the people that like you. It's it's it's, it's just a free-for-all, right? I'm like 50% off. Why not? And literally, all I did was open the app, didn't look at anything, Jeff, and just swiped. I just kept going right. I just mm-hmm. swiped right all the way through. Until Short amount said, afterwards. <laughs> right, until they said... There are no more people in your area. And then I said, well, let's up that by five miles. Swipe, 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 swipe. <laughs> <laughs> And so to me, 
I needed to gauge because look, dude, I outkicked my coverage on my ex-wife. She's a beautiful woman. Was is a beautiful woman. Um, <laughs> so, but no, <laughs> but um, so I, I didn't like. I was. I used to work out. I was halfway in shape and like decent and at least 20, 30 pounds lighter. But it's weird. You come out of that and you're like, you still kind of think that's your range. It's not, <laughs> at least not dating app wise. Like the matches oh, yeah. that I got, it left a lot to be desired. Like, I'm not even kidding you. After I bought the 50% membership on Tinder, I think I like signed up for Planet Fitness right behind. I'm like, I got to get in shape. <laughs> like, I need abs. Like, it was not pretty, dude. It was, I, but it was, it was an eye opening thing for me to realize my league had changed completely. So either my taste adjusts, or you go on a lot less dates. <laughs> yeah, you go on a lot less dates, right? That's this and, guy's story. <laughs> dude, it, um, it was awful. And then look, the other part, okay, so the angles, I'm starting to get a handle on the angles. If I can give anybody tips out there, if you're on the online dating thing, do not swipe right until you went to at least the third picture. I'm really not even playing. It adds like they say the camera adds like 10 pounds. <laughs> like each each picture adds like 15 pounds. You know, you're sitting at a buck fifty by the sixth picture, she's a deuce and a half. I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, whatever. I, I think in my stand-up routine about dating apps, and I I've I've gotten rid of this because too many people make the joke about the angel angle, yeah. whatever you call it. I uh -huh. called it the angel angle. Where from here, all you see is a skinny face and a lot of cleavage. And then you scroll to the last picture and it looks like she ate the chick from the first picture. Yeah, you're like, where is she? Is she in the background? Yeah. Um, oh, why no. did she stand behind this fat woman when she... <laughs> so, Jeff, I, I think my, like, aha moment in this was when I'm on these dating apps and I came past, like, someone that I knew. Like, I knew, knew. Like, in real life, Right. And I saw the name and I saw the picture and I'm like, huh? And I'm like, wait, huh? Oh, no, that's her. And then I'm like, huh? And then, like now I can think about it. It's like there are so many dudes who have shown up on a date with her that felt very much like I did. And I'm like, shit, I got to put in an hour. <laughs> that That's part of why I, I legitimately, I think I'm still on Facebook dating because I don't know how to cancel it. I get messages occasionally that mm -hmm. someone matched with me or they have matches that I think I'll like. Um, but I, I'm not active on that. Tinder, Bumble, all those other things, they're, they're, they're not, uh, they're offloaded off the phone. So if I, if I'm ever desperate, I can download the app again real easily, but, but it's like, I'm done with it because I, I found again, I'm, I, you talk about the, the, uh, change in your class and, and look, I'm somebody who, after I got divorced, I lost a lot of weight. I was six two two fifteen. I, I look pretty good. Uh, now I'm like two seven of them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but look, I still, at that weight, pulled someone who I would say is like a nine. And it's like, but that's because I was in person. And first of all, I, I you mentioned, I look better in person than I do on pictures. Also, I'm not a narcissist, so I don't have a gazillion pictures of myself. <laughs> Most of my pictures are with my children and me, and I'm not putting those on no. a dating. 
No. And I don't know how to black out the kids' faces like they do. So I No, and I think that's even creepier. I think it's creepier than just awkwardly cropping it so you can just see the corners of their heads. But I will tell you, if I see a woman who has like pictures of her and her kids like everywhere, I'm like, we are not going to get along like right away. That that's one. I feel like Um, they're trying to sell the kids. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the. People have deal breakers. One that I run across a lot is I'm a smoker. And that apparently in this day and age, I mean, that is a deal breaker. I've literally had a great conversation going on with an attractive woman who thought I was attractive. And we get like through like two days of texting. And then she's like, oh, I just realized you're a smoker. Sorry, we can't like, I'm like, really? Like, really? Like, that's going to be the one. Um, My only deal breaker is if the chick has a picture of herself with a gun. Because I'm not always the nicest guy. Remember, <laughs> like, I, just, I don't want her to be handy with firearms. Right? That's right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't give a shit if she owns a gun, but no, yeah. If she, if she looks like she's proficient with him, yeah, no, she's proficient. Like, I don't, maybe not so much. Like, yeah, you don't you need to be, know where I live, lady. Right. You can love Trump. That's all right. Make America great again. If you're at the shooting range, I don't know if I'm comfortable. I. Uh, See, I, I, I realize still how shallow I am. Um, yeah. Just oh. from a, like, it's like, if I'm not physically attracted, but I don't care about, now, the you know, the only people, you know what a deal breaker is? Is on both sides of the aisle is someone says, if, if you voted for Trump, swipe left. If you voted for Biden, swipe left. I'm like, grow up losers like learn to the president runs shit well yeah that that too but it's like learn to live your own life stop like you first of all i i've always said it's like one of my favorite things about the girl i i went on the date with asked what kind of type i usually fall in with and i'm like bitchy she's like what and i'm like I like women who who can come at me and I can go back at them. And and a lot of times that's politically based. Like we can argue politics. We don't have to agree. That's awesome. I love an intellectual discussion that just, you know, if you can change my mind, boom, instant boner. It's awkward yeah. when it's with a guy, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully most of those are through podcasts, Jeff. So it's good. Um, but no, dude, I love a debate too. And you got to be careful with that too, right? But I love a back and forth. I don't even really have to truly believe what I'm arguing against, but I might mm-hmm. want to hear your points. Like, I just want to go with that. But like, you mentioned shallow. I just mentioned, like, I can be the dude who swipes right on everything to see who likes me. And then when I sit down and look at the app, I'm breaking down pictures like, mm, uh, nah. <laughs> she wouldn't have swiped right on me to begin with but i'm making judgments this 22 year old nah (laughs) like the oh so i'll say this and i I won't specify who but someone very recently we were talking about dating apps and she told me you know it was weird every time i swiped right it was a match and then i'd get like a thousand messages i'm like i'm like well a because you're hot so everyone's going to swipe right on you to begin with. Second of all, how did you go through the messages? She's like, I couldn't keep up. I'm like, right. That's, that's how it is. I'm like, but you only swiped right on guys who were hot, probably, presumably. So you also only got douchebags in your, 
because you're swiping through and you see 17 supermodel dudes with ripped abs and muscles and shirtless pictures i'm to me it's like you got a shirtless picture on a dating app you're a douchebag absolutely 100 look unless you're a woman then i encourage (laughs) you should absolutely do that it should be a whole other app that we make Boob, uh, no, Boober's the, the topless <laughs> driving service. Sorry. Right, there you go. Boober's all that. Look, so, but I'm also very shocked where I said, like, I get the behind enemy lines looking at the ex-wives. Like, the number of dudes who follow up with what's up with a picture that no woman has ever solicited from any man ever. Ooh. I've never known a chick who's like, hey, send me a pic. It's not an attractive appendage. It's just whatever. But the, the number of guys who are just like, here's my closer. Boom. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm amazed. I can't I can't imagine what it's like for women, honestly, as much as we talk about this. I cannot imagine right. what it's like for an attractive woman on a dating app these days. I it's I can't even do I I will say No I, fear I, of me too. Let's say that. <laughs> I got, I got the realization of how shitty some guys are. And then I realized I, so a, a year, a little more than a year after the separation, we weren't yet divorced, but that was mainly because I was like, you can do all the work. I don't give a shit. Just go ahead. <laughs> like we, it was, we didn't have a bunch of assets to, to split up or anything like that. We were in our early twenties. still. So. Yeah. You want the frat house couch? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you've already moved out, so I guess I'll stay here. Um, yeah, so so not much going on there, but um, I went through a stretch, and I don't know why I kept track. I'm like, I went out seven nights trying to get laid, and I was five out of seven. Hall of Fame numbers. And my buddy, who went out with me many of those nights, we had very different approaches. I would scope the whole room watch body language, look for a girl who would make eye contact back with me, come back to her, smile. She reciprocated. It's like, there we go. My buddy would run through the bar and ask 150 chicks, can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a drink? Getting rejected constantly. And at the end, he's like, I got laid almost as much as you. I'm like, yeah, but you struck out 149 times to get there, man. How do you... But and I realized two things. It's like he's an asshole, and also I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, and that's why I stopped trying to do that shit. Hey, it's only the hits that count. We had a very good friend of mine back in the day. We just called him Quagmire when when Family Guy first came out. He would just start at the end of the bar, and like this dude was impervious to rejection. It was literally Quagmire esque, where he's like. Hey, what's going on? They're like, get away. He's like, no problem. Hey, how are you? And he would just work himself. And every night he would leave the bar with somebody. And I'm like, you know, it's like by the third woman, I would have been crying in a fucking booth somewhere, man. One, one rejection that <laughs> 72 to 96 hours of me spiraling into depression. Yeah, I'm like, no, I should never did that. What was I thinking? No, yeah, I can't. Just, my night's done if I were to get rejected. It, it's uh, my, my week, you know, I was like, devastated sunday monday tuesday this week and i'm like it's not because of her it's because of me i know i know it it's why did you why did you put yourself out there's a mental health thing i think too that that comes into play here i i made a a dark tweet late at night that i luckily think most nobody saw um actually 
let's <laughs> let's relive it. <laughs> let's get deep here. I think Let's I go. I think I screenshot it or it might still be out there. Uh but I think this is a uh I feel like th this kind of spoke no, I went too far. Um maybe I, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is this is dark in my mind. Said, <laughs> Let's go. Self-reflection. I realized I operate at a baseline two out of ten level of happiness. And emotions that make me happy come back down at me like this. And I had the thing of Thanos throwing the moon down mm -hmm. on Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that me being optimistic about anything actually craters me further down. And then I, <laughs> I ended that tweet with, I'll be here all night, tip your waitresses. And then I <laughs> were applied to myself and said, and yes, this means that I think that me actually, me hold on this means that i think that things that make me happy actually lead to me spiraling into depression so while i like to think i deserve happiness i think it actually hurts me when i go for it stay in your lane jeffrey suffer and laugh happy happiness is for the other folks oh wow that one did get dark how much how much uh whiskey was involved in that one my friend i, I uh that was like 3 or 4 a.m., I would say. So. Yeah, so we were deep. But I, for, for, for as drunk as I was, relatively insightful, and I don't know that it I really disagree was. with <laughs> No, but you know what? Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you this, and this is what I've, I've come to understand, is uh, expectations are everything, right? Um, if you can manage your expectations of what something is, you'll be, you'll be amazed how many times you're pleasantly surprised, right? Yeah. Um, when you put expectations on what something is supposed to be, you're inevitably going to be let down, right? Yeah. Um, easier said than done, but but it, it, it really is a big thing with that. And the other, man, is it's really weird. I've, I've been in sales my entire life. Um, I've managed guys who are, okay, everybody says sales and you know sales, whatever. I've managed home improvement sales guys, which I'm sure you see a ton of down there, Jeff, because you guys have all these weather that come. My guys are one-shot closers. They're sharks, right? They're not. They're, they're real close to boiler room and like Wolf of Wall. I mean, they, they're closers. So they're not usually the most insightful or heartfelt people. But I had a guy sit across my desk from me one time when we were talking and he was talking about his wife when he's telling the story how they got together. And he goes, you know, I found out early in life, falling in love is easy. Timing is hard. Mm. And that one struck me so deep so long ago, right? When you stop looking and the time is right, things have a tendency to fall where they should fall if you allow them to, right? Um, not always because we're human. We want to rush shit. We want to make shit more than it is. You know, some people want to introduce people to their kids way sooner than they should. Some people who she shall remain nameless want to buy birthday gifts for your kid because you mentioned that his birthday's coming up, but you're like, I've been on two dates with you, so that's fucking weird. Um, Right? Like when it just comes to your house and you're like, hey, I bought your kid. I'm like, thank you. But to this to this day, my son thinks that I bought him a really cool baseball tee. Um, <laughs> so, um, but look, man, I look, I'm going back to my roots, Jeff. I've decided I grew up in North Carolina. I'm a country boy. I need a farm girl. That's all. I just want a simple girl. This gonna. This is gonna take a simple man for what he is. Like, I'm okay in my masculinity. If she drives a truck bigger than mine, I'm gonna be fine with that. Um, <laughs> if she's blonde, 
that's, you know, that's even better. I like glasses. Glasses are cute to me and goofy is awesome. So I, I'm just, I'm going to, uh, what do they say? You like, you, you manifest. I'm going to manifest this. That's what I'm going to manifest this country girl who drives a truck bigger than me is blonde, has glasses, cute little dimple when she smiles. Like that's all I want. And when I find that man, I think I'll be able to rest happy. <laughs> I think I'm good. You know, we'll see how this manifestation thing works. Uh, hey, where's Jeff's, where's Jeff's wheelhouse? Where's his girl? Who's the one that's going to end this? Uh, God, I don't know because it always ends up being a brunette. I, I'm, I'm attracted to blondes, not, not gingers, but redheads who probably dye oh, their hair. Man, I'm a ginger. <laughs> I do have a soul. Um, wow. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I've watched a lot of South Park. <laughs> Sorry. I had to throw that at you. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, but, uh, it i've 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 been on a few dates with black women too like i'm not i'm not even racially you know like but it usually ends up in a a a darker complexion brunette it's usually where it winds up be it hispanic italian or whatever debate there comes the hispanic and italian because they'll debate you all day Oh yeah, my ex no. is Italian. Yeah, no, she's yeah, come to one of my family dinners. It's just a screaming fest. For we scream at each other for three hours, and then we hug each other and say goodbye. Love you. That's right. that's a Macolino dinner. Uh, it it takes a lot of fortitude to last through a family dinner as someone who's dating one of the siblings, one of the four, one of the four siblings of the family. Uh, <laughs> But no, that's why. And and look, I need someone who pushes my boundaries. Uh, to be clear, I mean like mentally. Uh, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I'd take other ways too, I suppose, but within reason. Will you know? <laughs> I can't sign off on anything here. But <laughs> But no, it's, you know, someone who pushes my boundaries mentally and is willing to challenge me when on things I feel very confident about is willing to do what I do. to. I've got a friend who uh, he happens to be pretty right wing and he knows not to talk to me about things we disagree on. But there are things we agree on because I don't I, I agree on this side, this side. I agree all over the place. Um and even when I agree with him, I will intentionally needle him to try to get him to pin him down because I just want to see how his brain works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just like on this specific issue. And I, I loved I my favorite things is when someone can come back to me and I can needle them down to their opinion. And a lot of times they hate me at this point, but I can actually get to like the root cause of why they feel the way they feel. And then I'm like, oh, God, you're right. Dude. You're right. I didn't. I never considered that. But I discovered something because I harassed you like hell. <laughs> but I want someone who can do that to me and also take that from me. And yeah. that's a, that's a lot to ask. I think it's a. I'm a chore. <laughs> but you know, Jeff. Look, I'm telling you. I, you said something right there. I don't think I've ever gotten into a debate with a goal to win. I've always gotten into a debate with a goal to learn. Like, I want yeah. you to teach me something on the other side. Like, tell me something that I didn't know. But it is cool when you have somebody who will do that back and forth, right? You have to kind of have that. Um, because if you're not challenged, man, it dies really quick, you know? Um, but 
yeah, it, I, I still hold out hope that there's this sweet spot of something that comes together, right? Um, the things that I think if I, if we look back and, you know, divorce, dating again, doing all that, the things that got us into the situation of kids and marriage and all that is like, when you meet that person who, who makes you better, who brings you to another level, who gives you a little bit of faith and confidence in who you are and where you can go and you do the same, man, that's something special. Um, for a long period of time after my divorce and separation, man, I lost faith in that. And it's odd trying to gain it back. And maybe I'm getting perspective here after a couple of Sam Adams, but you know, it, it is like, you got to hold out hope that it's still there. Cause I don't think we're meant to be lonely in this world. No, right? we're not. We, we might have to go through a period of that, but I don't think at the end of the time, you're supposed to be the dude that's sitting by yourself. You're right. I don't. And maybe some of this is the alcoholism and maybe some of this is the <laughs> uh, the age combination, but it's like, this is going to sound so sappy. I should probably just edit this out. No, but but you know, when, when I, when I lie in bed in that half dream state, like I don't fantasize about having someone next to me that I'd be fucking. I fantasize about having someone next to me that either could be looking me in the eyes and talking to me or maybe you know, snuggling. I, I, and I yeah, no. didn't used to be into those things in bed. Right. Jeff, that person that you could have a conversation with that really doesn't mean anything. And you may not even remember it in the morning, but at the time it means something, right? It's just completely non sequiturs of like, like, do you really think stars blink? Like it doesn't like whatever, <laughs> just something fucking stupid, man. But look, if, if, if one old man can say something to the younger generation, if any of them happen across this, enjoy your time there, man. The world truly is your oyster. Fucking sow the oats. Like, just run through this. Have fun. Because as you get older, I think Jeff and I will both tell you that dating can be fun, but there are consequences. <laughs> as you get older, dating has consequences. Um you know, I remember how, like, serious I took my high school relationships and shit. And then you look back now, and you're like, man, that was so trivial, right? Yeah. Like, I should have just had so much fun with that, right? And, and because when real life catches up, and it will, right, that's when you need that real. Um, so have fun. Like, enjoy the shit out of it. And, uh, you know, as you get older, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Travel well, my friend. Half the time I'm, I well, it's because I'm an alcoholic, but half the time I'm just like, God, I hope my dick's going to work tonight if it's needed. <laughs> Sometimes that is a roll of the dice, and then it's like, no oh! Like, yeah. you'll never know that. You'll never know that, youngsters. No. <laughs> We're sharing with you knowledge that you don't want to hear. <laughs> no, no. That, uh, the, yeah. Yeah, that's uh... a... <laughs> but, Jeff, I will say this. I will say this. As guys like us get older, Guys like you who are pursuing your dreams, man, and you're following that, that is obviously something that women look for. You know, sitcoms may be a little bit screwed up, but they didn't get it all wrong. Walk around your local mall, walk around your local downtown. There are tons of dudes who are average, who are with women way hotter than they should be. Why? Because they're funny, because they're thoughtful, because they're sweet. All that shit that played against you in high school. For you guys sitting on the sidelines, it will come around. It will. Get a good job. Make some money. Learn to be funny. <laughs> like, you will win in the end. 
the high school quarterback is going to be married to a chick who's like three bills and they're going to have four kids and he's going to be miserable and you're going to have a hot life. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and also never tell a woman in a bar, you're a comedian because you know what they're going to say. First thing, tell me a joke. <laughs> tell me a joke. So Bro, I look. My jokes are more complex than that. It's not like I tell knock-knock jokes. Like, <laughs> They're not Jeff, good. <laughs> Jeff, you've done this to a different level, right? Like, I used, I used to do, like, open mics every now and then. And you mentioned that, and people are like, oh, let me hear it. And I'm like, huh, it was an open mic, which yeah. is really shitty for, like, four minutes. Like, And, and do, you want me to do, do you want me to do a five-minute routine? Because then right. it may be funny. But if you want me to just tell you one joke. It's not, no. I don't have any good ones that can hit no. real hard. So, look, so we give a little bit of hope shot all the way around. If you are the starting quarterback with the six-pack abs, run rough shot through this right now because it's the best days of your life. If you're the dude on the sideline watching the quarterback with the six-pack abs, hold your time, dude. She's coming. She's coming around. Hey, <laughs> She'll be that, done with six-pack. That quarterback <laughs> with the six-pack abs, Here, here's – I actually have different advice for him. I mean, have your fun, of course, but yeah. but learn to be funny and to become a good person because then you're going to be with a 10 when you're in your 30s as opposed to being with someone who was a 10 in high school and is now, you know, looks like Meredith from The Office. <laughs> 100%. And Jeff, I will add to that. And I will hate you, quarterback with the six-pack abs who became funny. I'm not a fan of you at all. You skewed the game. Win, like you win, you win. changed the curve. You changed the curve. You're not allowed. Like peak in high school, dude. Just peak in high school. Damn it! I just created a. I, I, <laughs> you created a fucking. Monster. I created a monster that our sons are going to have to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a run of like gorgeous stand-up comedians with abs. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I I had this discussion. No on more the Louis C.K.s or Jim Gaffigan's. It's going to be. Well, it's I. There aren't. aside from joel McHale, who is more of an actor than a comedian but he's done some stand-up uh i had this discussion i'm like there really aren't really like super there's not like hot male comedians out there they're mostly you know they range from gross to like slightly (laughs) above average and then there's joel McHale, who you know Right. Or uh, wait, wait, who, who's our dude that uh, had to go into rehab but has a baby with Sadekis's ex? Um, what's that guy's name? Come on. Um, really weird sense of humor. Tall guy. Uh, I don't know. This is the part where you're going to have to edit it out. His um, baby with Sadekis's ex threw me. Sadekis's <laughs> yeah. ex is hot. I know. And he has a baby with her. He was cheating on her. And then he went into treatment. And uh, he has a really weird cadence, too, in the way that he speaks. Not Mulaney, right? Yes, Mulaney. That's is, my guy. Does Mulaney have a baby yeah. with her? Yeah. yeah. Mulaney has a baby with Jesus. Sadekis' ex. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, hey, he only did it when he was an alcoholic. He had to go into treatment once she got pregnant. I don't know how long the relationship will last when he's sober. That's really mean, and I shouldn't have said that. Hey, ass. <laughs> I live it, man. <laughs> you you yeah. quit the booze, the relationship is done. That's my experience. Uh, that was the experience of my first engagement. We spoke about it earlier. <laughs> oh shit. Uh Jeremiah. Uh yes, sir. I know you've got a large TikTok following, so tell 
my <laughs> podcast listeners where they can uh, follow you on all of the socials and then email me them so I can put them in the show notes. <laughs> I will. It, look, it's really easy. Everything is jfrog817. It all sticks around. It's on Twitter. It's on uh, TikTok. It's everywhere. FL teams, you'll always find us hanging out. And uh, really, Jeff, man, uh, this is awesome to be able to, to take the gloves off a little bit and hang out on this. Is fantastic. Um, but yeah, man, any, any followers come on over, whatever kind of sage drunken advice I may be able to impart on, on you young Jedis come join. Um, but dude, Jeff, awesome time as always. Thank yeah, you. brother. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it, if you, if you listen to us on FL teams, it's going to be a little more about sports. <laughs> Uh, but hey you know we, we should bar isaac from this like he's not allowed no actually it should be required learning for isaac we should test him on this later right <laughs> and if he doesn't actually notice that we that we uh here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna leave him a secret code at the end so if he doesn't say this we know he didn't listen to it look uh, yeah. can i just say the sweetest thing about isaac that i've ever seen <laughs> you and i were on this call we were on it together and we can cut it if we need to but Isaac, we all know, is the summer of Isaac broadcasting camp going everywhere else. And he's like, you know, I'm really down to two schools. I'm looking at Syracuse and Florida State. And I go, dude, it's a no-brainer. I'm like, how are you not going to Florida State in college? It makes zero sense. And Isaac deadpan looks at the camera and goes, Syracuse has a really good broadcasting school. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valid argument. Just... That's an Isaac answer. God love him. Yeah. Mr. Edelman, we salute you. Yes. I Isaac, your code is <laughs> college 1028. Oh, let's see. I'll, I'll tell you a story about the secret codes I created uh, when I hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Yes, man. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to my buddy, Jeremiah Hensley. Uh, you can follow him on all of the socials. <clears throat> and let me know how you like this episode. This one was uh, a little different. I kind of took more of a uh, an approach of kind of having kind of a theme and uh, getting a buddy on to uh, talk about it. Um, so let me know, um, especially since I've been debating going to two a week episodes um so let me know what you think um real quick next week next monday so just in a few days um i am going to release a podcast with a nice lovely lady called sarah named sarah jury um she was just recently fired from her job teaching uh because someone outed her for having an OnlyFans that she just had started over this past summer. Uh, and she was fired within 24 hours of that. Um, the news stories about this were very odd to me because it really didn't ask anything from her. Um, it was a lot of very judgmental coverage um, and one-sided coverage, I would say. Um, Fortunately, I was able to uh, 
get her on and uh actually I, she tell tells me on the podcast that I am the first uh podcast that she has appeared on uh kind of the first opportunity for her to tell her side of the story so pretty cool um and you know there's a lot more depth to the story than what's on the surface so look forward to that on Monday make sure you uh tell a friend about that one that one uh you know it's kind of a uh I'm glad that I gave her the opportunity to tell her side of the story because it, it certainly deserves to be told and she has a great message um aside from just the basic stuff um that comes to mind really we talk about you know female empowerment and culture in general and how they treat a lot of things teachers hookup culture things like that so stay tuned i won't spoil that one um but it was a uh to me i i felt it was a very uh good conversation touching conversation that she is a strong and uh very very uh nice human being and uh deserves to uh you know she deserves respect and not you know just a quick rush to judgment um all right hey do me a favor check out all my social medias hey uh we started shooting the movie the feature film women want everything uh there is a facebook page with behind the scenes shots you can see my ugly old ass on uh and what what uh what my look's going to be in a lot of these scenes. So <clears throat> enjoy that. You follow that page um, so you can, you know, see behind the scenes shots if you're so inclined. And uh, hey, head over to my YouTube channel. Give me a subscription there and, uh, you know, pop on some views, man, because I'm monetized there now. You might have to deal with an ad or two, but, it, you know, it's like a third of a penny in my pocket every time you do. So. Help a brother out. All right. See you Monday. Peace.